Quake is one of the keystones of the first-person shooter genre, but unlike Doom or Wolfenstein, it has struggled to remain relevant in modern times. In the 90s, Quake and Quake 2 revolutionized the single-player FPS, while Quake 3 Arena did the same for multiplayer. However, Quake 4 in 2005 failed to leave a mark, while Quake Champions from 2017 tried to turn the frantic circle strafer into a hero shooter. It was mostly ignored. Now, for the series' 25th anniversary, id has teamed up with Wolfenstein developer Machine Games to remaster the original and port it to modern platforms. It includes all the old content, as well as a new campaign. It's also meaningful as the first Bethesda game to launch day one on Game Pass since the publisher was acquired earlier this year. But does this pixelated classic still hold up a quarter of a century later? Let's find out if Quake is a Game Pass or a Game Fail. If you've only played modern first-person shooters, Quake immediately feels different. You die very easily, but movement is extremely precise. Essentially, if you stop moving, you're dead. You must master movement, and we've struggled to get used to it, though switching to a controller and turning off auto-run helps a lot. Annoyingly, it's easy to get caught on level geometry since you're mostly moving backwards or sideways during combat. There's just a handful of guns, but they feel good to use. The arsenal includes two shotguns, two nail guns, a grenade launcher, and a rocket launcher. There's a nice progression through the selection. Initially, the shotgun works well in short-range combat, then the nail gun expands that range, and finally, the super nail gun and explosive weapons give you the power to take down bigger enemies. You feel very weak early on, and eventually build into a destroyer. It's a satisfying arc. Counting the Quake 64 mod, this remaster comes with six total campaigns. We started with the first episode of the original campaign, and it does a great job of showing off the game and its mechanics. The levels are simple but deep, with plenty of hidden nooks and crannies to find. One hangover from 90s game design is how enemies will just spawn out of nowhere when you open a door or activate a switch. It's an unpleasant surprise that results in a lot of trial and error and constant saving. We've also played through a bit of the new Dimension of the Machine campaign. It's amazing how much level design has changed in the past 25 years. These new levels have a lot more interesting puzzles, scripted events, and platform-driven sections. Each level is also a lot longer, but that's where the problems start. You can save at any time, but there are no checkpoints. This gets annoying quickly since there are just 10 save slots shared across all six campaigns. It's a lot more difficult than the older campaigns because it features the more difficult enemies and there are generally a lot more of them. Toss in the regular monster closets and even after dropping it down to easy, it can still be overwhelming. As you might expect, multiplayer options are a big part of the package. There are both local and online modes that support crossplay between all modern platforms. All the campaigns also feature co-op support. While there's technically matchmaking for multiplayer, it doesn't really work. Instead, we used the server browser to join a game where we quickly got cranked. We were also disconnected about 10 minutes into a seemingly endless match, likely because the hosting player left. This issue can often be endemic to peer-to-peer -peer online play. Game Pass certainly isn't hurting for first-person shooters. On PC, you have the original Quake 2 and Quake 3 Arena. And while they haven't been remastered like the original, they still hold up, especially Quake 2 with the RTX mod. You have the entire Doom series on PC and console as well, including the remasters of the original games, 
and the action-packed Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. The Halo games also feature well-paced campaigns and are packed with value, especially in multiplayer. The Wolfenstein games manage to straddle the classic and modern FPS formulas, but with more of a focus on story. Then there are more modern FPS games on Game Pass like the Battlefield series, Titanfall 2, or even the just-launched Back for Blood. There might be more first-person shooters on Game Pass than any other genre, so the comps for Quake are formidable. Now it's time to find out, is Quake a Game Pass or a Game Fail? Decades later, Quake manages to stand out from the multitude of first-person shooters on Game Pass, and it's mostly for the better. It definitely feels old in a lot of ways, especially in the movement and level design, but its simplicity can also feel refreshing. It's worth spending a couple of hours going through the original campaign. The newer campaigns in the package are an awkward mix of old and new concepts, but have some interesting ideas. If you do get hooked, there's a ton of content, even before you consider the thousands of user-made maps that have been created across the years. Co-op is a nice added bonus, but good luck not getting destroyed in an online deathmatch. The one concern is that it's clearly a cut below most modern shooters in almost every way. This includes more action-focused releases like the modern Doom games. If you want to permanently own it, the amount of content you get for $10 is incredible. But on Game Pass, this isn't a benefit at all. Still, this retro collection fills a nice niche on Game Pass for those who grew up with the games, or younger players who are looking for something different or something simple to help them dip their toes into the genre and try it out. Quake gets a Game Pass. For next week, we are looking at SnowRunner.